This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. because these amazing ladies you guys are about to meet have so much that they're doing. So we're going to start with talking about what we're drinking, and then I am going to let them introduce themselves because I will never do the justice that they have doing it. So I'm going to start with my daughter bought me this, and it's a um, handcrafted cocktail. Supposedly it has zero carbs, zero sugar, and 100 calories. And this is a black raspberry, but it's called carb lip, carb bliss, but looks like carb bliss. So that's, I'm, I'm doing that one. I'm trying it because she sent it to me. Our sponsor today is Skunk Brothers Spirits. If you go on their website, they're amazing. DWA 10 is the coupon code. I'm probably going to try to put some of the lightning from them in this, but I'm trying it first. So, cause that lightning will knock me on my ass. Vanessa, what are you drinking? Wow. Okay. Well, I'm just drinking good old Stella. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. Our guests today are, are giving me kudos. So woo woo. Um, yeah. So cool. Yay, Stella. Okay. So the ladies, what are you guys drinking? And then massive intro. So I'm Wilmona and I'm going to go ahead and do a shameless plug for me. So yes. we have a poetry book of cocktails. Therefore, I'm drinking from the sparkling light section of the cocktail book. It is our cocktail of white Zinfandel and Jameson, very well chilled. You do not drink this when it's warm. It's got to be cold. I want to Ooh, taste warm. Okay. Okay, I'm only laughing because we came up with that because my dad was having guests. We can tell the story at later. my house. So, and we didn't have anything to serve them. So there it is. It was <laughs> I'm drinking Oban 18 out of, uh, shameless, another shameless plug, I'm Jade, out of our rambling thoughts of mindless mind mug, because why not? Ooh. Um, later oh on my God. Evening, later on this evening, I will be drinking an Oban 18, and oh, then I'm going to do another shameless plug drink out of my own red wine. But right oh. now, I'm going to stick with the sparkling wine. Okay, so Jade, Lenona, you please introduce what you, who you guys are and what you guys do. Okay, so first of all, I hope that we can live up to the hype because I, that hype was like really, really hot. And I was like, all right, I should, I should pay her to be a hype person. But also we need to bring that down. Let's lower everyone's expectations for just <laughs> No way, no way. There's no way. You guys will totally meet Sky's the hype. Limit here. Sky's the limit. Go oh, sky's the limit. Well, well then we're just slightly below. Let's go. Let's lower the expectations. Let's lower them. I'm, I'm Jade. And I'm Wilnona, we're the And I Thought Ladies, and we are, as you said, as you said, what? Pop, pop poets. We're literally, we, we write literary life, guys, we're pop poetry. We also do a few things, and I think Jade's going to let me do three of the mini Three! Three! Go ahead. I'm going to start with the one she hates because she allowed me three. Uh, we starred in our own reality TV show. Yes, she hates that. You see that smile on her It was head? a massive eye roll. Y'all yeah, missed yeah. it. She absolutely <laughs> hates that we did that. You missed it. Um, <laughs> 
uh, let's see. We are the one of the 18th most um, interviewed. interviewed authors in the world. We're on a list with Oprah. Yay. And what? then uh, last, what's the last thing that I Oh, we were just in an international fashion magazine for our clothing. Was that something you, else? Yeah, do we, we are the founders of the 25 hottest yes. indie authors, artists, and advocate magazine that dropped in March. Right. Now that. That. What scratch the magazine? Think? Scratch the magazine. Oh no, no, don't scratch the magazine. Although we were there, we were looking really, really cute. We, look so cute. we can get the magazine to show yes. you. Yes, yes, it's really cute. Yeah. Hey, just oh. so you know, we do have this on YouTube, so you can show people will see that eye roll later. When I, know, <laughs> I wanted to explain it for everyone that was on the podcast. We have a podcast also, right? And I'm like, mm -mm, I have to let them know. Insert eye roll right there. <laughs> so. And that's only three of the things you guys do. You guys also uh, have awards. You do all of this support for authors and creatives and stuff like that. So you absolutely live up to the hype. But first of all, how did you two get connected? How did you guys She's get together on this journey? She's my best friend in the world. And then she dragged me on this journey, kicking and screaming. Because so, I'm about to tell you the story because you no, know what? I'm going to go get the magazine. She's going to go get the magazine because I'm going to tell you when you were on a long journey and then your best friend wins and the first thing she did was win at this long journey, it kind of gets irritating when you go interviewed over a thousand times. Deuces, yo! Uh, she gets to tell the story <laughs> over and over again. So be careful, y'all, when you go into to business with your best friend. That friend might be right and then get to tell the story so many times. But here it is. So oh I my goodness. Luna, she was writing uh, genre which she's really great at and she was like this is going to be my last book I'm done with trying I'm going to be grown up okay I'm going to have going to go get my grown-up job and do the grown-up thing and leave writing behind and I said well it's on the poetry and she's no <laughs> you think bestie you want me to be broke for the rest of my life like I'm not returning to poetry and she was like well if I was returning to poetry what would I call this book and I said and I thought divorce was bad totally won that and guess what our first book is called together and I thought divorce was bad with other life lessons and I was like wouldn't it be funny if this book made your career and she's like it would never happen it's poetry <laughs> oh. 17 books later what you Listen. heard the camera right you yeah. know what? You, have, you always gotta have one with, with the vision huh? always one person with the vision so that you can lord it over them once you succeed but I mean, Winona normally is the person with the vision. Like she is the person. So that was very, very weird for me to like have a vision and say the title of the book. Like, I don't even know where that title came from. So mm -hmm. how she got started in this entire business. I'm going to tell the story. And if I sound salty, I'm not. Just know. She's salty. It's a little obey, but She's not salty. salty. She's like, salty. <laughs> I brought her in to this business. Not obey, though. Obey. Shout out for Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Shout out for Maryland. There you go. Yeah. I got to represent. Um. Anyway. What, what was the story I was telling? I don't know. I'm not I was even really drinking you. This is sad. I thought I was going to distract you and we'll never have the story. Oh, yeah. She dragged me kicking and screaming. I got it. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> so I dragged her into this kicking and screaming simply because I was like, if I have to write a book of poetry, brag here, I can write 64 poems in a week. If I have to write a book of poetry, I tell you what we're going to do. You're going to write a poem. Ha ha. Um, so fast forward five years and Jade was the 2019 Poet of the Year for the IALA Award. Do I have a Poet of the Year Award? No. 
But I got published for, um, I became a professional writer at 10 years old with poetry. You guys, I'm telling you, it's so amazing just what you've done and what you've created and what you've brought forth. And I feel like it's like you guys hit the perfect energy together. Our co-host disappeared. I'm sure she'll be back. I think she's fighting with our internet. Yay, technology. Um, and I just think it's amazing because this is one thing you've done. So you, 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 you go with the book, but let's talk about partially how you branched out. You have a podcast. What is the name of your podcast? Which one? So we have like four. So uh, the, the Woman's Cave, the uh, Anti-Thought Leave podcast. Okay, both of them. Um, Ladies' Tale podcast. Ladies' Tale podcast. Meet Hollywood Monday. And the Writers' Club. So just four. How, just we don't four. do too many. Just four. Okay, so we have four podcasts. Talk about your reality show for a minute. <laughs> well, oh. we, do we have to? <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do because I didn't know about that, and now I want to know about that. Oh shoot! I well, should have it up. Then. Well, no, no. See, you see, no good comes of speaking. Them. It's like it's like you said, Beetlejuice. <laughs> okay so jay jay did not have fun doing this at all no that she yes, like it. so it was called just writing life and i like to call it a docuseries and really it was because everyone says that authors lives are born right our life is not boring or maybe because we just make it fun who knows that but might be it. <laughs> it might be it but that's not a really nice stereotype to have on authors like it's people live life so we wanted to like, hey, there's more to the author's journey besides like behind the, well, not, was you, can, I, can I finish? Yeah, yeah behind like know. typing on the typewriter or whatever you're envisioning authors doing. There's more to that story, right? There's editing, there's marketing, there's going places so people can know about you. There's like a bunch of stuff that goes. Those editing and marketing are both very boring things. But you know, keep going. But, but do you showing like the business behind the thing? That's true. That is, it does show the business. We did not show you editing and marketing. So if you go over there and be like, well, where's the editing and marketing? You're not going to see it. That, that's something that you're going to have to go to the writing class for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't that's love true. visual of editing that's and marketing. That's true. But I mean, we did show like typing a little bit sometimes. Okay. So what happened was um, we, we did our first conference and our friend wanted to start a reality show. And so we were like, okay, this person can introduce you to people that can do it. And I already knew what they were going to say. Cause I know that as Jade says, the general, the general consensus in, in Hollywood is that writers are boring. And so that's exactly, exactly what the Hollywood producer said. Exactly. And then I got, I was cool with it. I was like, well, there we go. That's the end of that. And then two weeks later, I was really mad. And then we had a talent, we had a talent manager in LA. And uh, so I called her to ask her if we could have a show. And I assumed like seven years from now, you know, she'd get around to it and be like, hey, you know, I did all this pitching and we're having a show. She actually knew somebody that um, on, on one of the broadcast places and she was like, actually they're dropping a show. They just decided to drop a show and they're looking at filling the spot. and. I'm a good friend. I can mention that you would be up and ready to run and you could fill the rest of the season for them. And that's what happened. So I called at uh, 12 p.m. my time. It's 9 a.m. her time. She called me back at 5 p.m. my time, which is 2 p.m. her time. And we had a show. Wow. And what is the name of this show? Just, Just Right in Life. life. <clears throat> 
wow. and channel 18 in three markets. So what we're going to do is try to hide and bury that because y'all seriously, it, it was, was us. horrible. It was horrible, but it was us on a learning curve. And I mean, people watched it though. <laughs> we promised them every episode would get better. And it did. <laughs> so behind the scenes, it was like, it was a whole package that was sold. And then we had to provide some of that package. And well, you know, we learned we had, we had seven days to do eight weeks worth of shooting. So that was very interesting. Wow. I mean, fortunate for us, our life is, we were on the road, what, 26 to 33 weeks out of the year for like before COVID for about three, three years, we were on the road, like more than half the year. So we were always going somewhere. So we had stuff to shoot. Wow. What was like the most difficult part of that? Was it just trying to get the trying to shoot all that content in such a short period of time or did you or coming up the, for the ideas or no the most difficult part was I'm, I'm, uh-uh. no I'm gonna skip over this because editing is right editing is correct but I'm gonna tell you the most difficult part was shooting the first thing and then having the thing that you shot it on fail due to a malfunction from the the uh from the people who made it. From the manufacturer. From the manufacturer. So then you didn't Everything have any of your files. Shot. And then you have to So, like, yeah, we did it in 48 hours for, for the pilot. Yeah, so we had to come back. Yeah. Wow. 48 hours. Yikes. But wow. it was super cool because we got to like turn it around. Okay, so the worst thing for me was having to shoot on days before my coffee. Okay. I'm Jade and yeah that was definitely before my coffee like when you have to shoot before your coffee and your hair is kind of like all over your it's head it's worse than this it's worse than, <laughs> it's worse than this all over your head and you're just like look if I don't have coffee no one will be happy <laughs> wow <laughs> so when is this airing it already aired. It's been aired. aired, aired canceled. Can I find this on YouTube? Mm-mm. No, no, it was on Amazon. It was on Amazon, but it canceled. And it's canceled on Amazon too. It was on Amazon, and then it was on Channel 18 in Sacramento, San Diego. So it San aired. Francisco. It's canceled. I hope someone else does it and does it better that than is, us. Please do it better please than do us. Do it better than us. So wait a minute. Does this mean you can email me these videos? <laughs> you do not want to see me before my coffee. I want to see all of this. I absolutely want to see all of this. The the answer. I'll send you one if you promise me you will never show or tell anyone. <laughs> promise. Pinky promise. Pinky uh, promise. Oh, we do that. Videos. Because it was horrible. It was, it was bad. But I mean, would I take away the experience? Never, never. Did we know what we were doing? No. Were we out of our depth? Absolutely. Did we do it in grand, the lady style? Absolutely. Absolutely did it in the lady style. Messed up 85 times. Oh, I dropped the camera on the ground. We're going to keep that in. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Well, it's kind of true. I mean, I will say, I think that, you know, authors can have a lot of personality. We've had a lot of people on the show. You guys are amazing. I've had people from tons of personality like you guys to they can't answer questions at all. So I've had both. I'm sorry about that creaking noise. That was that was me getting the cook out of the oven. (laughs) No, you're fine. You're fine. Look at us. Look at us pouring drinks. Okay, so. We have one that started at 10. What 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 age did you start, Jane? Not 10. Not 10. <laughs> I, I definitely was within my 20s. Like, Cause she, she dragged me. 
Like I was always her beta reader. Like so for every book that she's ever put out, I've always read it. I have been reading for a while and and I would read, I would be her beta reader and I would go through and I'd be like, oh, that joke is funny because I know you, but it's not gonna land with everyone else. So I would go through and like help her with her. I've always done that. I have always done that. Mm-hmm. And like, so the point <laughs> that fix, like that makes me super excited and yet kind of like hesitant is because I am dyslexic, right? So here I am, <laughs> poet of the year. So it's kind of like one of those like things where you, I look at it some days and just like laugh at it because I'm just like, wow, I would have never thought writing would be my life. It was the bane of my existence. Or actually, like, actually there's, a, there's a New York Times bestselling author that made the list who's also dys- dyslexic. And it's just, it goes to show, man, you just gotta, gotta if you want to do it, you just got to conquer it. Well, I, I didn't want to do it, but my best friend actually <laughs> show up. So you show up, like you just do what you have to do. And it, and lean in, right? And mm-hmm. so it's very interesting to me. Some days I'm just like, wow, who would have ever thought I would write for a living because I hate writing. <laughs> like, I don't hate writing. I hate the process of being dyslexic and trying to write. Hmm. So um, no, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. And so how many books total are you guys in now? 17. Together wow. we're in 17. I yeah, have so we have the anti thought series and the misfit guide series and then one like standalone if only irony a memoir on verse and then you were you were a writer before though and you had books mama. yeah so how many do you have i don't know <laughs> i used to have 12 but i took most of them down so that like I don't really I think I only have two back up there three three back up there. Yes, yeah, so no, you rebooted no, the series. I did a reboot of the series. I started writing the widows. It's well, the widows that series now. It was not that. It was like called the Junior Mafia series back in the day when I was twelve, and um, I actually made a money because everyone goes, "Oh, you make no money as a writer," and I'm like, I've been making money at writing since I was like twelve years old. I, I don't know what you're talking about. So. Um, I would write the books out in hand, in, by hand, and um, in a notebook, and then I would hand it to someone to read, and they would give it back. And you know, and after a while, I was doing this in school. And I was like, after a while, I was like, I bet you I could charge them. So I asked also them, because you wanted to get your book back. Yeah, I did want to get my book back, like twice. You know, you write all, you write the entire like three, four notebooks, and you kind of tape them together. You do this fake binding on the end, <laughs> and they could flip it. And, and now I'm flipping your bangs. There Thank you go. You. Well, um, so, stuff, so. And you can flip it and you can read it like an entire volume. And then, you know, you don't get those back. That's a problem. Cause now you got to remember the whole story and try to write it again or tell people that like that one's like no longer in circulation and you got to move on to the next one and try to get that one done faster. So I was like, I charge you money. Then you give me my book back. I give you change. Like I charged them $5. They, I gave them three back. I kept two for you know you tend because for, your mom said yeah that. my mom told me if you're going to be writing books I'm I buy you notebooks pens and pencils for you to go to school not to write novels and I mean I can understand she's that she's a businesswoman so she was like find a way to make this possible it, so that's what I <laughs> so it was more than enough and by the time I was 17 I wrote 26 novels because in that year first of all I wanted to see if I could do it and I did and then also I was thinking I was going to go to university and I wasn't going to have time to write anymore. So I needed enough novels to carry me through university as well for four years. So I didn't have to write anything new. It was just done. 
so anyway, I ended up with a readership up and down the East Coast. It averaged around 200 readers per book. So, you know, it was like a, a good grand a month. Okay, hold on. I, we got to backtrack here because, first of all, I'm amazed. How long are these novels and how much writing are you getting done per day? I need to know the secret. Oh, so much writing. So yeah. much writing. And then she would hand me the notebook and I would go in and be like, okay, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. And I'd be like, and people would be like, it's like different handwriting. Having shush. So literally, you, you, don't would see read that. A, you would read the book and then there would be an arrow <laughs> to her official joke because it was scratched out. <laughs> yeah, so you scratch it out like five different ways. And then there's an arrow to the joke to let you know this is what is supposed to be right here. And then you come back and the arrow brings you right back to where you're supposed to be. And you pick up reading. And that's how we did that. Wow. But I mean, how do you know, like, have you actually uh, like uh, calculated on a spreadsheet or anything, how many words you're producing in a given day? It's, um, it, I don't know how much I was doing, but at the time I would do 720 written pages, 240 for a notebook, three subject notebooks, three, 240, and you bind three of them came together. So it was 720 pages. Oh my God. That's amazing. And I produced one every other. Well, actually, so how many of these are still in your possession? Uh, six. <laughs> well, actually, I threw a lot of them away. She did not. She thinks she threw them away, but I saved them. Okay. Every once in a while, she'll bring out one. Like, <laughs> Where did this come she from? Was just like, because literally, and I thought divorce was bad, was literally her last book. She was like blowing them away and being like, I'm done with writing. And I was like, uh-huh. And every time I saw one of her trash, I would just be like, wipe that off, put that away for <laughs> later. She's gonna come back to you. Don't wear, you're not, you're not gone forever. So the first three book contract I signed was for that series. And then I was like, you know, if a publisher found it worthy, because like the publisher contacted me. So yeah. So the publisher found it worthy, then I should probably go back go back and finish and then it. i was like aren't you so fortunate that i have all of these notebooks for you oh my goodness it was so <laughs> weird it, it's so weird going back because first of all when you're 12 and you're writing people, it's not the same it's not the same um no, so like, i should mention that what i write is like multi-generational uh gangsters Ooh, we, okay talking about because this goes back to like my favorite book, how, why she started writing these, these books. So one summer I discovered reading. My dyslexic self discovered reading. And I was going to wait because they might ask the oh, question about what books we like never mind. books we hate. Never mind. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm holding nope. the name. We're holding it. I was like, I'm not coming We got to hold the names. We are actually going to ask that, but we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with Drinking With Authors. Our sponsor today on Drinking With Authors is Skunk Brothers Spirits. Skunk Brothers Spirits was started by a family of disabled veterans focused on locally sourced quality distilled spirits. Their name was inspired by their pops, who was nicknamed Skunk. Skunk's father was a moonshiner in Oregon back when it wasn't exactly legal. Now the brothers are taking the family business legal with their Washington-based team using their grandfather's Prohibition-era moonshine recipe to bring small batch spirits to the gorge and beyond. From the moonshine corn whiskey to the apple pie brandy, all of their spirits are handmade in Washington. 
Believing they already have the best ingredients in the local community, they work with local farmers and suppliers to produce the highest quality spirits from scratch. You can find them on Facebook at Skunk Brothers and on Twitter at Skunk Bros Inc. Or visit their site www.skunkbrotherspirits.com and use coupon code DWA10 at checkout to read 10% off your order. You can always also ask your local retailer to start stocking Skunk Brother Spirits. Regardless of how you get your hands on a bottle or two, grab a drink and don't forget to get skunk. Stella, I'm oh, good. I'm still good. Okay. Okay. So, okay, we're back and we're here. <laughs> Twenty-seven books in a year. <laughs> uh, uh, no uh, author ever. Anyway, wow. So, you're going through this journey. Supports some stuff through college. What was the point? Because you guys talked about it. Where you went? I'm going to have to get an adult job. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. When did you go, uh, I think I have to give up on this. I think I have to get an adult job. So, um, let's see, I did, I was, I, while I was in college, I started a publishing house. And then I, after I got, I got married, then I got divorced. I married young. So it was divorced. literally then, right after, after she that. got divorced. She was like, I have to give it up. Uh, yeah. And then I was just all. So I, but like during, right before that, I wrote three books about yeah. that you will never see them ever believe me world that will never happen um <laughs> but she always says never and then it happens so yeah, yeah i was okay, gonna just... say i know i know jade has them somewhere but continue she on the oh, story of them out of the she I them out of them and she has them somewhere <laughs> so like... we're aware of this now continue on with your story though <laughs> <laughs> it's true that... well okay so y'all know you y'all have best friends and you know like when they're just have, going through a bad period, right? And they're just like, I'm doing this. And you're like, right. But I know you're going to come back to this later and you're going to wish you didn't throw this out. So I'm just going to save it at my home. So when you come back to it later, I can be like, well, here you go. That was for you. I knew you were coming back around to it. It's going to be all fine. So right, yeah. So after after college and then I got divorced and I was like, yeah. I'm getting a real job. It's, it's time to get a real job. I mean- I felt writing had done what it was going to do. I wasn't going to get traditionally published. I sent out my first query letter to the big five when I was 11 years old. And, um, you know, this is after college and I've been sending out query letters every year of my life since then. Yeah, it's time. Like, it's not going to happen. And she just insisted on that poetry book. <laughs> so here we are. That's well, amazing. I think that's great. Just out of curiosity, what job were you intending to get that didn't ever happen? I was, she was going to be a, a braille transcriber. Yeah. Oh. But during oh. that. I mean, it was a really nice calling and she does do braille. Yeah, but, during that time. I, yeah. She, actually, she's a sign language interpreter. And in she, my past life. And her, she retired. From I retired. That. And um, so she, I, in order to pass her test, I learned sign language and helped her practice every day. And then she got braille, so she was gonna and be a braille translator. And then she she did the same thing for me in Spanish when I, we were in high school. Yeah, so uh, she did the same thing for me with Spanish. She learned Spanish so that I could pass my test. I learned sign language so she could pass her test in high school. But you, can I just tell y'all, complete deviation from the writing journey. This girl right here started the first sign language class in our county 
what own thing no she saw she saw sign language when she was eight years old and decided this is what she was going to do they did not have a sign language course anywhere in the county she saw a deaf teacher went to an administrator wrote up an actual raise the money right she wrote up a, t- a petition found the students to go to get in the class then found some for someone to fund the books then asked the principal with she came back with all of this information did a presentation and started the first sign language class class in our county wow okay bow bow down <laughs> no no don't bow but, don't, that don't. Is like, no. but you know what though it's it's no. one thing to say a dream but you didn't even you didn't even allow yourself to just say the dream you went and you put it into action and you you well, gave the principal every reason not to say no because you had this 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 all lined up i mean that's amazing but i learned that from Winona. how many books did she write in one year 26 Wow. Okay. I know. So, I need like, you to like. You, I need to breathe this in there so well, I can do that. I'm sorry. I'm okay. Here, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear Vanessa. That's exactly why you need. No, to I was like, I need to breathe in this magnificence because, like, <laughs> I need to do that. <laughs> now, like, well, when you see somebody go for their goal and like go for it, and as my mom would say, and her mom would say, like, you can't let people stop you. You can't let things stop you. You just keep going because you have to, and this. And the day and age, even the day and age we live in, like there are always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be bad reviews on your book. There's always going to be negative people, but don't let it stop you. Continue on your journey. Have you guys thought about writing a biography of your journeys? Because so wait, wait, hold on. So if only I were me, a memoir. It's the women's game. Wait, wait. Go for it. I have to say. A memoir on birth, because it was a memoir. Oh, and then cool. the woman's cave, a misfit guide. So, and other pop poems, a misfit guide. Because our journeys are a little not, not on the same path as most people. But it doesn't oh, matter. But, but that's what I'm asking. Like, coming from, even if you did this, you know, to where you're at now, your guys' journeys are totally inspirational. Is it inspirational for a friendship? Because this is a friendship through the times and the years and a total support friendship. How many people do we know that, you know, think it's great that we want to do whatever, but don't quite know how to support or what to do. And I feel like you guys have a lot of life lessons you could give people throughout this journey. I have one thing to say when you're done. mm -hmm. Are you done? I, I would be very interested in reading that biography. So the one thing I'm going to say is um, whatever that's in your drink, sweetie, you need to bring it down some. Oh, right. Considering us inspirational. <laughs> but what are you one drinking again? One last shot of that white light. <laughs> what are one less. And then second, though, in our books, though, we do go through with life lessons, which was actually one of our beta readers' ideas. Like, so they were reading the poetry and they were like, I wish somebody would like drag us, like, I have a thread, so we do have life lessons in there, even if it's just our life lessons. No. Um, then we, as she said, we have, if only I were me, which literally is a memoir. A memoir. So we wrote how we felt at that moment and what it had inspired us to keep, because we were at the moment, we were a little low. Our fans kept being like, you're amazing people, you're amazing. And we were like, we need to see these, like, amazing make, people. these people that you're putting on a pedestal were like, what happened? You shouldn't belong on your pedestal now. 
come on now, we, we just, oh, we're like, bring it down. And they're like, no, you belong on this, you worked hard for this pedestal. And, and then we wrote that book, if only I were me, I mean, one of us. And it helped us see, like, maybe we were kind of those people that those fans thought we were. <laughs> we well, had- if they, here's the thing, though. If somebody tells you you've inspired them, never take that away because okay. that's a truth. And we don't have to think we're the greatest thing in the world and stuff like that. But sometimes, like, I was on a um, panel for my day job. I do, uh, I'm a chief human resource officer is my day job still. And um, I was on a panel, it was a woman's panel, and my topic was about the Red Purse campaign. And the Red Purse campaign has to do with pay equity, right, for women. And it was interesting because they asked us to be very vulnerable and like kind of tell our story and then give advice on what to do or how to do it. So I told my story, I was doing that, and it was interesting because there were five other topics and what would happen is they'd bring us all back into top, you know, have talk on these topics, right? Which had to do with diversity. One of them had to do with, um, uh, you know, where, where you come from and building your, your you know, where you want to go, but it was in uh, the whole time. So there's a chat, this is a virtual thing, right? And I'm popping in and I'm going, here's this thing. You know, don't let yourself be undersold. Know your worth when you walk into a meeting, stuff like that. And through the chat, people were quoting me and being like, oh my God, I'm writing this down, blah, blah, blah. And I could take away and go, well, that's, you know, whatever. But the truth is for that person in that moment, you made a difference. Yep. And with Absolutely. all the things you guys are doing, you are inspirational because you've achieved goals that people have that they haven't quite achieved yet. And you've given that to look at, look at all of the stuff you're doing, which we're going to talk about how the fuck you have all that time. Cause man, <laughs> I do, I do one podcast. We don't, and I, we don't have time. We just, we just try to make it and we don't sleep. That's why coffee is so I was going to say, are you guys vampires? Cause that would explain quite a bit of this, but I think when people say you're inspirational, you guys should realize that and what you guys achieved is amazing. Absolutely. And that is through writing, if only I would meet a memoir and birth, like it hit us in the face. Like we were just, all these people were saying these things, which is like, what are you talking about? And we're just like, we have to like write this out and, and like figure this out. And if only I would meet a memoir and birth was born because of, well, these are what these people are telling me, but I don't feel this way. And as you're writing it down, you're like, oh, oh, you know what? Maybe they was right. <laughs> Maybe I should just accept that and smile. <laughs> it was also it was also a way because a lot of people didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. They right. just saw what was happening, the success. I don't even know how to call it success. The accomplishments that were happening. Like in front of them. And the reason that it's actually called If Only I Were Me is because people saw this person and we felt like another person. So if only I were the person they see. And then by the time we actually got done, it was interesting to see that the amount of work that we had done and that we were not the same people that we when we started this journey that we were now. We were definitely different people. We were wiser. We had a better understanding of business. I mean, there were so many different worlds we knew. And so that meant that we were different people. So if only our me was like those people from five years ago, catching up to the people that we were today. But we didn't. And so now I can comfortably say, yes, yes, we, I think we do a good job. (laughs) I also know how we got here, which honestly was number one, her saying, I need to write my last poetry book. 
she never thought it was going to be my last. Never. Um, and then never. number two is somebody saying something that was supposed to be a roadblock and we took it as a challenge and we made a brand in 24 hours. So we had a choice. We could either not make a brand, the end I thought ladies, and then we, our career would have died there or we could make a brand and we had to have it done before 7 a.m. the next morning. And the person called at 6 p.m. So that meant we had to make it in less than 24 hours. And, and we well. did. And we never thought that this would be something. So those were those people. This isn't something, it's just something I do. This isn't like what I, what I am, it's what I do. And then to find out that, yeah, it was kind of something you tripped over, but it's what you do and who you are. That was the difference. And we wrote ourselves there. So y'all like Yeah. So that's that's a cool memoir. It's only it's really short. It's only it's like really short. Pages. Yeah, it's not. But then really like long. the other one that she was talking about was the women's cave, and that's like actual it's a poetry business book to tell you how to do how to start to think the way that we think to do what we do. I think that's brilliant because you know, one of the biggest things is I think we as um, women, I think especially have this problem, but artists also have a problem of grossly underestimating how amazing they are and <clears throat> judging themselves instead of by actually what's happening, but judging themselves based on opinions around them or what they perceive people to see them as. Yeah, I'd also like and to I'd say, say like, can we, I, okay, I did, but you talk more. I know, go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> This is, it feels weird because I'm the narcissist and I was just like, you know, I'm going to just let her run with it. <laughs> um, the, I'm just going to say the second point and then she can go on with the show wherever she wants to go. I was like, you talking about that's hysterical. Um, oh, shoot. What was I going to say? I don't know. But I so, yeah, about like, so, yeah, like listening to the opinion, it was also a great awakening for me because I decided to go back to school to, um, because I was like, I am, I am made a poetry career but I do not have the, the degree. degree to say that I am a poet. So I went back to get a, a degree to say I was a poet and I ran into some, some, some things, some challenges, some people that had different, a different view of my poetry and the kind of poet that I am and where I was taking literature. And I kind of bought into that. And so that book also assisted with that, recognizing that I can be the poet I wanna be without anyone's permission. And I, I love think, that. Yeah, and just so you know, like, and, and I, it, it took me a while, like when I first started writing, we, we say, oh, we're aspiring poet or aspiring writer. And the thing is, you don't need a degree to be a poet or a writer or even be published. If you are actually writing, you are a writer. If you are writing poetry, you are a poet. Like you don't need anyone to validate that. Now, whether someone thinks it's good or not, that's that's basically people's opinion. But you are the thing that you actually do. And so, yeah. That's the funny thing. It's like, I became a published poet at 10 years old. And I have never had in my life one person. I mean, people have always said, well, I don't think it's good. Or I don't think that. I, and I'm like, oh, you just not me. So you don't understand. I'm going to be amazing. Wait and see. And it was the first time in my life I went, mm, maybe not. Maybe I'm not amazing. And, and I have never, and I do mean never question my writing or my ability. It was wow. the weirdest thing in my whole life to be like, am I no good? 
never had that question come across my mind in my, in my whole life. People told me for years, no good. And I was like, ah, you're funny. <laughs> so it was a very interesting time. And, and the person was basically telling Winona, um, <clears throat> you're not writing what we would call like in the music industry, you're not, you're writing hits, but you're not writing something that will endure forever. No, and then I looked at Winona and I said, um, hits pay, right? They, right? They, they gave me money, right? Like, you, like these hits that we're writing, it, it pays my bills, right? Well then, lean in. So we're pop poets, lean in. Because what's the point? What's the point of having a career if it doesn't pay you? So that was another thing that, that I learned later on after I wrote the book. I was like, you have to understand this is, this was a person who taught for a living that was a poet and you're a poet for a living that occasionally teaches. There's nothing so, wrong with teaching. No, poetry. there's nothing Please wrong. Continue oh, to teach it. My goodness, Please. nothing wrong. Please. But I, my point was if you say you're a poet and your actual checks, the way you pay the light bills is from poetry, then you need to go ahead and be a poet. Just claim it. Clean it. Because I assumed I was a genre author that happened to spit out poetry. Mm. Well, that makes sense. So what about actually, you, so you've said you've got three novels back up and out, right? Are you working on any more? Yes. Oh, she I'm has to. Doing she the has. Whole series. It was really funny because she has this fan. Oh, God. fan that was like, excuse me, I'm going to need the first of this series at the end of the series. I'm going to need all the books. So you better put it out so, okay. because I need to hear it. And I need to, and, and like, how about her audiobook narrator is like, excuse me, when's the next book? <laughs> yeah, he just emailed me yesterday. Like, it's been a while. You should be done at least two. I know how you write. Where are they? Where are and they? Am, am I not the narrator anymore? <laughs> I love these characters. And it is hysterical because when I was like, I'm going to take a break. And then people will be like, excuse me. Okay, so the fan excuse she's talking me. about, the okay, so you would go like, oh, a fan, that's cute. No, it's a fan with a show and a large following <laughs> that said this. She just, hey. Hey, I'm I love them. And to make sure that I'm, I wrote them, she was like, we're going to have a whole a whole show devoted to talking about what you're going to do next. So now I am, I'm stuck with like 20,000 20, people who what are looking for said books. Wow. Oh <laughs> it, is, it is hysterical. And I was like, that's the way I like one. So hence why we write the Misfit Guide, y'all, because it doesn't quite work the way you think it should work, but it works. It works. Oh my God. Um, so you talked a little bit about getting a publishing contract. Are you still self-publishing or are you yes, doing no. it via contract? We are still we are indie still publishing indie. because literally no who reads, who's going to be like, I'm going to make a, a, mo a poetry mystery novel. Like, so we just wrote a, that? we just finished a poetry murder mystery book. It's who a murder that? mystery completely in poetry. Wow. Yeah. It's at the beta readers and or the, um. So yeah, it's right now. <laughs> and then before that, we did the poetry business book. We did the poetry memoir book. Oh, wait, we should probably say titles because people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, say titles, say titles. Right. So the women's cave and other pop poems, poetry I mean, mystery book. Wait, excuse me. No, poetry what? business book, right? right. Go for it, Jay. Other pop poems, a mystery guide, um, a misfit guide is the business poetry book that actually went number one, which was amazing to us. Um, on Amazon, and then we have 
Well, the other one isn't out yet. The other one, no, it's not out. The Poetry Mission book's not out yet, but it will be soon. It depends because the publisher actually is interested in that one. So I we'll still see. Think they're a little wonky we'll to see. be interested in it, but okay, we'll, we'll go we'll with it. We'll see if it, it gets picked up. Um, also, if only I were me, a memoir in verse will soon be coming out as an audio book. No, it's out as an audio book. And and I thought I did my journey alone will soon be coming out as an audio book. So and I thought I did my journey alone is the first time that we did a prose. So you know how you go into a, pro, a poetry book and it has like South and you have all the poems from the South. No, we don't do that. We don't do it at all. So we have like a traveler started their journey. So we did an actual like flash fiction, and but then broke it up all. into the sections. Yeah. So you follow the story of a person discovering themselves. Oh, and that is how you get into the poetry. So the first section will be like he started a journey one step at a time, and then the, that whole section about poetry is about the fear that you have about starting a journey, the uncertainty. Yeah, and then but the excitement, the elation you find thinking about where you're going to be. Right, and, and I love that book because as we were traveling around, we're meeting with different people, and we're recognizing that actually we're not so far apart as humans. Like kind of have the same journey just different spaces and that was a really cool book to write because of of noticing that and if y'all don't understand like we normally um <clears throat> we get our inspiration through through life but then it also teaches us so as we're writing which we're, te- we're like teaching our own selves like oh we are those people that we didn't think we were or wow we really are alone like this is amazing like somebody else had this quirky thing happen to them so it's not just me now, the Misfit Guides is the one about that. No, we are just quirky. You will quirky, yeah. We have never met anyone in all our travels that have these problems. We're just quirky. We are quirky. So okay, you, you guys, I will give you that too. Um, what about, you started a fashion line. Let's let's dive down some of this other stuff. So, so that, that fashion line. Where did we? Oh, we that that fashion it. line started because one day I um uh, well Nona wanted so okay this is what happened COVID happened and then we couldn't travel no. first we started with merchandise right we started with merchandise and being like hey we wear everyone else's stuff which y'all should do because people small business people need income right but why don't we wear ourselves right because everyone loves the inspirational coat quotes and um we're poets and authors so we have a bunch of them we have a book full of them so we need to like put them on shirts and continue to walk on down our streets and go out in public and these things. So hence the co- book Coffee Buzz, which is a rambling thoughts of mindless mind. And then so as a poetry thing. When COVID happened, we couldn't travel as much, which did put a little, not a little, but a large <laughs> crimp in yeah. our style. And but at the time I was we got another offer for later on to be on a red carpet. Okay. And I was like, oh, what are we going to wear? What are we? And then I was like, what? Why don't I wear me? <laughs> and so, voila. This is fun. us in a fashion magazine. I don't know if you can see it. So that's Oh, Jane. my goodness. Oh, my so goodness. Oh, I love that. Business fashion. Business fashion, fashion magazine. And then this is me wearing a 1970s look with our signature blue and red lips on it. Oh, my gosh. I'm gonna show one more picture. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna show two more pictures. I'm two gonna... more okay. pictures. <laughs> Fabulous, y'all. So y'all on the podcast, like switch over. This is me wearing our first dress we ever made. Wow. And then- I love, I love the cut right here. It looks amazing. So our brand style 
yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have a brand style. So we did vintage. vintage. So we're like, if you ever go to our book, if we ever at a book festival, which barely ever happens, wherever there, you'll see us in full 1950s regalia with the, like the hat on and we'll have like the silver tray and the gloves and we serve you like stuff. And so anyway, that's that's why we did decide to go with vintage. And this is me wearing the bathing suit, the, yeah. so, the wrap, and this is our umbrella. Wow. Oh, wow. But if you want to see one more thing. Of course. This is our brand shoe, one of the brand shoes. What? So this is Jade shoe. And these are a set, but they look different. And this is Wilona shoe. So Wilona has red lips. And yeah. she has <laughs> It was just very interesting. And as Winona always says, what do you say? What's your quote? It's important to engage your your mm, fans the way that they, they want to interact with you. Right. So maybe you are a person out there who has a book, but you don't have, you have a social thing, but you don't have uh, readers per se. But you do have people who follow you and they would buy a t-shirt or they would look at your wine or they would get a wine glass or they would listen oh, to a, a podcast, right? They would listen to a podcast about something completely different than your book, but kind of ties back into your book, these things. And that's why we go ahead and we, we have fans for each section. Do we have fans who like our poetry? Yes. Do we have fans that just follow us for our podcast? Honestly, this happens more often than not people like one of the podcasts and they show up and they're like oh my goodness so I just came to support you say hi wait what are these books doing here and we're like we write books and like why don't you ever tell anyone do you remember the beginning of the podcast that's us telling you and then it's very interesting because on our book table we just have like this donation box because sometimes people just show up and they're like I just wanted to support you so here take this five dollars and go on about I don't I don't want any of your books, I don't want anything. I just want y'all to know I love you and I'm going to continue listening. It's $5 and go on about my life. Oh, Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and that's very amazing. And, and I, we appreciate all of our fans, wherever you follow us. Like, wow. I should do one more brand plug while I'm here, though. Mm -hmm. Yes, I should. Because we are on Drinking With Authors, so. We have wine. That's our wine. Oh. So it comes no in black, white, and rosette. I mean, no. it comes in red, white, and rose. Sorry. So I was no. going to say, what is a black wine? Like, you I literally have to look at it for a moment. No, 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 I make black wine at home for myself. It's oh, black. It's just is. wine made out of shredded blackberries. That's it. So I make it for what? myself because I make my own wine sometimes. That's good. It's very good. Oh, okay. So, like I said, we're coming to your house. <laughs> uh, Jade's feeding me. Winona's going to beverage me up. And I mean, you also make your own vodka, y'all, but shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah. What? I made vodka for my neighbors doing doing the lockdown. Yeah. She took the potatoes Basically. and literally fermented them down and like and then filtered, filtered it, it out. Yeah. So you're writers, you make wine, you cook amazing food because I don't know, we were talking about food on the podcast or prior to the podcast, but right. they, these yeah. ladies make some spicy food and clothing and what what a reality show. Uh, what else? We have a movie, I, yeah. I mean, and we can't, but the one thing we can't do is draw. So this is why. Yeah. <laughs> so we if you, if we can't draw at all. And this is why we go to Vin Ivy to do like our book covers and stuff because she's amazing. 
Oh my God, I forgot it. We said it, but we didn't show it. So this is 2019, the 25 hottest authors, artists, and advocates. It's only like 198 pages long. There y'all go. Okay, it's done. That plug was done. Ooh, I almost forgot it. We're in that, aren't we? We put a plug in there, didn't we? Yes, yes. Put, it's yeah, 2022, so yeah. Which is out now. So it there's another, another um, shameless plug. I, I love all of this. Oh my God, you guys are so thoroughly amazing. Okay. I see normally I say it's time to do shameless self-promotion and how do people find you I feel like that's going to be like a 10 minute long thing but let's start I'll do it you can find everything your ladies are doing on www.andithoughtladies.com while you're there take a moment go to the middle of the page and see the charities we probably support you can support them also we thank you in advance for that Ooh. Ooh, that was, that was easy peasy. Okay. What is the very next thing happening for you guys? Very next thing. The very next thing. I'm doing a new design for the spring line, but um, that's not what the big thing that's happening for us. The very next thing that's happening for us is we're going to have some very interesting people on the ladies tail pot. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes, we are some very interesting guests that I think everyone will enjoy. And well, I'm working a, on our second movie, and we have some um other very interesting guests coming up on the writers club. Oh yeah, did you just say second movie? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. second documentary. Because yes. you didn't mention the first one yet. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, wait a minute. I was going through my Rolodex. Gather. Hmm. She froze again. We're having fun. It's like the pop-in of the invisible co-host. So what is the first movie? Create, aspire, and inspire. Yes. Vanessa? And where does one find this movie? YouTube. YouTube. We have not yet done anything with it. It's just the round. It's a round. We haven't really promoted it like that. So we are hoping to do that. We'll get around to it. You guys are, you guys are fucking amazing. Seriously. <laughs> I'm actually like tired listening to all the things that you do and feel like, like, I don't do a lot of things then. Like that's no, why. You have a day job and you do a podcast. That's enough. And you write. Oh H- my HR. HR. You do HR. Like I'm trying to figure out how you do it. Oh, well, I appreciate that thoroughly, but mutual admiration. Definitely. Okay, guys. So that we have to wrap it up. This has been Drinking with Authors. I've been your host, Erica Lance, my invisible co-host that keeps jumping in and out is uh, Vanessa. Oh, oh, she's jumping back in again. Let's see if she'll be here for the end. We're, we're, we're doing all the say goodbye things, Vanessa. Are you there? Uh, I'm here. I don't know what's going on, uh, but is this me saying bye now? <laughs> this is was you. I'm going to let you say um, bye to our guests because you're back. I'm back. I'm sorry. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm just kind of in and out, in and out. So, um, but uh, it, this was a great chat and au revoir. <laughs> I got okay, that's not how we do this, Vanessa. That's fine. So our guests have been Jade and Mulona. And they're from the ladies that have 20 million brands under them that I could just sit here for like days listing off. It's amazing. Film producers, TV shows, books, awards, podcasts, writing, fashion, wine. Like I, 
I'm running out well, of fingers. So wait a minute. Are you guys going to run for the next presidential election? Because I feel oh, like. No, no, no. <laughs> Thoroughly underqualified. <laughs> underqualified. Can't I don't know, to- man. I mean, you keep saying underqualified and then you're like challenge. And then you're going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> That's I feel true. Like Vanessa, the, Vanessa called you out on that one. And it's kind of like, we don't think you should be the next president. And you're like, challenge accepted. <laughs> okay, part of me went, what? <laughs> oh, and I was like, hold on, back it up. Back, back it up. up. Thoroughly underqualified. <laughs> oh my God, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You for having um, Oh, absolutely, any time. Okay, Three Kids with Authors are sponsored today's with Skunk Brothers Spirit, veteran and family-owned. Check them out. DWA10, I'm still saying their blueberry cinnamon is my favorite. But we will, I'm telling you, check it out. Skunk Brothers Spirit, blueberry cinnamon cordial, the best thing I put in my face. Okay, but we will see you guys next time.